You are listening to The Three Intuitive Healers with Heather Nicholson, Angela Johnson, and Stephanie Gonzalez. Produced by The Three Intuitive Healers Show. Visit the3intuitivehealers.com for articles and podcast shows discussing our personal insights and sharing our experiences with you. It is our belief that every human is an intuitive and every human has the capacity to heal. We'll take you along with us on a journey of self-growth and healing so you too can open your mind, heart, and life to the healing magic within. Thank you for tuning in to the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. I'm your host, Heather Nicholson. Angela Johnson. I'm Stephanie Gonzalez. I have something for you ladies that might be of interest. And it was what happens in your, on your spiritual path when you get to a point where the people around you are gossiping or picking on on other people and how they look or for instance like my brother who has special needs and I I kind of give him a little leeway but I also kind of also mother him a little and say Jason I don't want to hear that so my brother will say things like he's so stupid this stupid person and I was just like it doesn't need to go there so and I know that there's people out there that have a hard time with interacting with people and, and setting a boundary up saying, you know what, I, when you used to be a certain way and you used to talk to people and talk about people, just be the, the gossip mill or the rumor mill and you no longer align with that. How do you stop? How do you stop them in their tracks without making them feel bad without but coming from a place of grace and just being like no I I just I don't want to do this anymore yeah not sounding sanctimonious yeah exactly you don't need to be on your pedestal but how do you how do you stop them in their tracks and so it doesn't keep on coming up you know Stephanie when Mm -hmm. we were signing on and seeing how each other were doing you brought up a great fact that you know that used to be your relationship. And you, once you realize you're down on your spiritual path and you no longer part of that relationship, what do you have then? You know what I mean? So I think it's a, it's a great topic for our listeners and see what, see, see what comes about. Yeah. You have to explore the relationship. I mean, there's some that are far more valuable and that you want to keep yeah. and that you're able to, um, change your relationship dynamics because you want that person in your life. And there's some that you find out you've outgrown because the person, and and again, it's very, it's hard to explain without judging, right? The person just isn't, it doesn't mean they're not evolved like you. They're just no, they're not, they're not resonating with you in a place Mm -hmm. that you resonate before, which Mm -hmm. now you deem not suitable for yourself. Right. So that part can be much easier, right? To say, well, that person is always down. Maybe they're negative or they are judging others or they're in a gossipy mode. I used to do that. I no longer want to be that person because it doesn't bring out the best side of me. And I recognize that when I'm doing that, it's because it makes me feel better because inside internally, right? I'm judging myself. But what if that is a case for someone that you really do like, maybe a family member or, or a dear friend who you know you have a history with how do you, because it's easy to go to that focus of, oh, that's right. They have been this way all their life. And you, you can focus on the negative because you're caught up on that. Right. How do you save a valuable friendship? Have you, either one of you had to do that? Yeah, because, you know, it's not just in the spiritual. Now with the way the world is, it can be also political. You know, it, I'm traditionally from the liberal camp, right? That's how I would have labeled myself in the past. But because, and I think the spiritual path really helps me with this, I align straight down the middle now. I can see both sides. And I have a dear, dear friend, dear, I love her. And she happens to be uber liberal. And the way she practices this is to not, it has caused her to not be, I'm trying to watch my words because I don't want to play like, oh, liberals are like this. It's not true. But this particular person, her political beliefs have made her intolerant of the other side to the point where she's actually guilty of being the intolerant person that she's accusing 
the other side of being. And so I see it so clearly, but I also get the fear behind it. And so there's, and I can just sort of joke my way out of it and sort of, you know, cause every now and then if I, I'll say, well, but you know, and I'll quote like whatever happened I don't know, a conservative burned down a school or whatever, I can be like, well, you know, I can, I can usually cite something happening on the other side because no side is, is different. I'm sorry, both are the same and in terms of people's behavior. So I, I've tried that in the past, sort of giving a counter argument and it just, it just doesn't go anywhere. And I don't want to debate it. I don't want to change. She's not going to change my mind. I don't need to change hers. So I will just sort of joke and change. I'll do the pivot, right? Joke and change the subject because she is someone who's important to me. Um, and I just clearly get, I am not going to affect any change in her. So I can accept her as she is and use it as an exercise to not get sucked in emotionally because, you know, political stuff, it's so easy to get scared. It's so easy to get triggered. So it becomes a really neat sort of little spiritual exercise as I talk to her before we can just start talking about clothes or something, <laughs> just something that won't trigger anything. So that's sort of the way I handle it. If it's somebody dear to me, um, who I know ultimately, if they're dear to me, it's usually because they're the type of person that wants to respect me as well. You know, so they may vent a little and realize I'm not going to join in. So they'll, they'll go along with me as I change the subject. That's an interesting um, wordage you used, not to get sucked in because that can be very easy and then find us right to be yeah. right back to what they're doing that we're doing to yeah. them, right? It feeds each other. Yes. You wind up feeding yeah. off each other and it becomes a vicious cycle. And it, it allows us to go back in that behavior of judgment. So if, like you said, you're running that, that neutral space. So you're saying for you, that's not right to, to, you know, um, judge others for her, you understand where it's coming from. So mm -hmm. then that's the release of judgment and, and it's compassion and understanding. But if it becomes, she's terrible at what she's doing, look what she's doing. How can she judge someone? And then we throw that spiritual um, higher than thou attitude that we're full of love and light and we don't do that. Then that you just fell right back into mm -hmm. that behavior right. of judgment. So that's a fine line. I'm sure I crossed it many times in the beginning because it's easy to get caught up in yourself of, no, I don't think that way anymore. That's terrible that you think that way, right? And then it's the same behavior disguised as something different. Well, and I have to say, I'm not totally against judgment. And maybe this is because I'm a judgy judger and I might be for the rest <laughs> of my life and I'm practicing <laughs> radical acceptance. I don't know. But I was having this conversation with my cousin yesterday because she was getting down on herself for judging and then, you know, being like, oh, but I shouldn't. I said, well, but here's the thing. Judgment and or discernment, it's kind of how we navigate the world, right? We, we, we have to make some judgments because that's how we figure out our way through the world. It's like it's a judgment call going down the alley or not, or if these people seem to want to harm it. You know, like there's judgment. And we talked about the secret is to not stay in that judgment. Like the judgment is based on your beliefs and where you're coming from. And then what is it trying to tell you? Kind of like anger. Anger is not bad. It's staying at the anger and not using it to get you to a further state. So I don't know. I just, I'm not totally against judgment as long as you don't stay in the judgment and you think, okay, why, why do I need, why do I need that judgment? How am I supposed to use that? Is it because it's a uh, keeping me safe or is it because I have a chance to grow and learn to accept someone right now? You know, so for me, I think it's important because I don't want to deny anything I'm truly thinking or feeling. I usually can grow once I've learned to really accept it. And I really have to accept that I judge. I so, so judge. And that's, and that's good. And that's okay. Yeah. And I agree with you a hundred percent. You know, um, I agree with you. I, I'll probably never be without judgment and, and probably I shouldn't be right. But what's changed with my judgment is how I react to it, like you're saying. So if there's something I do not like, then I bring it back to me. Why don't I like it? What's coming up? Sometimes I can work through with it and sometimes I cannot. And if I cannot, 
then it's, it just, you know, it's not meant to be known at this point, but mm-hmm. like you say, you move through it, you move past it. Um, probably back in 2016, that was very, very hard to do, right? Because so, so many um, <laughs> oppositions came up and I was, I was really having a hard time moving through most of that because it was kind of really new in my, my work of judgment. And I was almost paralyzed where I thought I just had to make decisions, right? Who's going to stay, who's going to go, because clearly we can't get along. And I'm so glad I persevered and and found the value, you know, these people that again, had a judgment, just like I had a judgment, but on the opposite side. And, and when you work through it, it's, it's so valuable. And then you're not afraid. I'm not afraid of judging anymore. I know like you, I, I judge and that's fine, but is my judgment an intention for me to feel better about myself. If that is, then that's coming from a place, right, of lack or our self-worthlessness or what have you for me to explore. If it's a judgment and I'm, it's a fearful judgment, then again, I like, why am I so scared of what, you know, what am I think I could lose or what have you? So it's just an evaluation now. So I'll call it judgment, but really it's an evaluation for yeah, me, that's a great right? Idea. It's oh, for yeah. me. It's, it doesn't have to do with other people. And when I, if I get caught up in it, then I know alarms are going on. You know, why am I making a big deal about this? And I still do, you know, and that's okay. But I don't like the way it feels. So that's why it forces me to either work through it or just release it because I choose a different emotion. No, well put. And I like the word evaluation. How about you, Heather? How do you, how do you recognize your judgment or like you were saying you come from a place of neutrality have you always how did you get there no. it works for you i was saying i was hi my heather? name's heather have you met have we met <laughs> remember when she would go dancing remember the stories right <laughs> those of you at home things happen go back a few episodes dancing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um you know i'm still learning actually on my spiritual path and considering how I think how far along I am on my spiritual path, this is one area where I sometimes struggle with a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, placing that boundary between people who are talking about other people and me not not coming from a holier than thou, but me also not feeling comfortable when they're talking about somebody else. So... I, I struggle with that actually. And cause I don't feel it's my place to put them in their place, but also I don't want to continue on a conversation with somebody talking about somebody else. It just doesn't feel nice and it doesn't feel right. And I accept that person for who they are, but trying to get out of it. I struggle with of like, no, this needs to stop now or because I don't want to shame them or belittle them or make them feel bad because you know, that's, that's not what it's about for me. And so I remember last week when we were talking on the podcast, uh, this part wasn't aired, Stephanie, but you had somebody that you said, um, why does that need to be? I kind of like that, but also it was um, just kind of stopped them in their place. But oh yeah, it was something I don't know if you remember yeah I'd ask right because um when uh, I'm around someone who because it's one thing to be if you're telling a story someone wronged you and so you're sharing with a a person and of course that person's coming from a place of judgment they did this they did that you're listening you're supportive that's just ears but when it's coming from a place of cattiness that right we're looking at someone and saying this person is not living their life the way they should they're this they're that you know and and it's all negative then that's where I've come up and said okay well why is that a problem for you I mean that person doesn't live with you that person is not even near you and then um, my friend will backtrack immediately say well well it's it's not a problem it's not a problem at all Um, it's just you know I I just don't think that's right or what have you and then I'd be well but it's not right for you. Would you, can you imagine if someone was telling you how to live your life? And then they're, they're done with that conversation. No, no, no. Because they recognize I'm not going to support that. Right. And, but it doesn't get into a fight or anything. You, they, no. you know, you, you just know either you're going to have the ears that are going to support your, 
goings on, or you're going to, it's going to fall and just die without, but I got to be careful. I don't want to, because again, it's it's easy to come right. Come from that higher judgment, you know, with the hands class, making those decisions, just (laughs) no, but I'm curious, like, how does that bug you? I don't know. I mean, what does that got? I mean, maybe it does bug you. Like if it's a problem for you, tell me how, so I can understand it, but you just, Oh, I'm sorry. I totally cut you off. No, that's fine. Um, it's that great Ted Lasso line. Don't judge, but be curious. Now I'm always judging, but when I do, that's what I mean about not stopping mm-hmm. with the judgment. It's like, okay, that's not something I agree with. Why would they agree with that? And it's just this mental little, like, I wonder where they are coming from. Like you you just, you are curious about mm-hmm. them right? and why they started. Now, this is obviously not as easy to do when you're in a conversation. This is like something when you read or see something in the news and you just, you, I flare into wanting to judge. And it's like, well, let's be curious about this. Like, why, why would someone who seems intelligent otherwise make this choice? And that's a little trick that helps me. Um, But while you were talking, Stephanie, what the image that came to me in terms of not adding to the energy is it's kind of like trying to start a fire with wet wood. It's not that the wood is fighting them off, but just not giving anything that could be used as fuel. Absolutely. You know, it's just like kind of like listening to them. Yeah. What a, and, right. and like, okay, oh, that's interesting. What a well, neat example. Well, that you know, makes oh, perfect yeah. sense. Yeah, that is yeah. true. Be be the wet wood, people. I don't know if that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is not how to win friends, meet friends, and what is it? Win friends and influence people. Be wet wood. Yeah. But I, I, I do think there is, you know, it, like we were saying, it depends on who you're talking about. In terms of like the friendship or the relationship, right? It's, if if this is someone who is important and is a part of the family or you know yeah. a spouse, it's like you have to figure out how to navigate this because mm-hmm. um, it is who they are. Right, it is who they are, and there's and and if they're not any a person who's working on themselves, they're not going to understand the conversation coming to them really out of compassion. Like, how is this affecting you? Why are you so upset about it? You know, that their ears are not even going to hear that because yeah. it's, I'm on this judgment, which again, I understand very much this, this, this sounding board where I'm just going to go zap, zap, zap all these people who I think are doing it wrong, living their life wrong. Um, when you get to that place where you could be open to it, then that's where, you know, you could explore it. But most people, when they're gossiping, it's they don't want to explore it. They just go and feel, make themselves uh, feel better, but not realizing it's about them, not about the other person, right? Because, and it's, don't you think it's habitual too? I mean, oh, I, yeah. I, I came oh, from yeah. a gossipy family. I mean, you know, I know, remember <laughs> every party we went to, as soon as we got back, you know, I have three sisters and everyone would get in and share all their opinions. And Did you we were see like, what she was wearing? Right, right. We're all cackling, oh, yeah. you know, hands there. And um, I look back now and, you know, am I ashamed? No, it was just part of, part of the process. You were at the right. Time, but right. I'm glad I, I see it was doing nothing positive and it was just a terrible habit. And, you know, it's interesting. I think my kids are the ones that got me from less gossip. They just were never been gossiping kids, you know, oh, and nice. as much as I try to get them there. No, <laughs> they're not going to give me kids anything. are like, not today. Mom. And if I were to tell them something, they let it fall flat. Like, you know, you throw a pizza dough in the air and they don't even catch it. It's just like, yeah, here's a nugget. I heard today, nothing crickets. And yeah. I didn't like that for the longest time, right? Because we want yeah. people to My support us. Is she really? She's, she's never protected no. it. Oh, no. She's oh, the she Nichols- loves the gossip. She's okay. the Nicholson Express. <laughs> like, she's just got to put it all out there for everybody, for to bear to everybody. And I'm just like, geez, Louise. So when she comes to gossip to me, and I was like, oh, is that so? Okay. And I just kind of like, mm, is, is there anything else you want to tell me about? And she's like, no. So, yeah. And then, and then you, you really, you, it, it sucks the life out of it, right? You, you take mm-hmm. away the air from their sails of this uh, marching on of higher than thou, because that's what it feels like when we're doing well, it. Right. And it's also hard when people are texting or when they're, when they're, mm, you know, I am yeah. messenger and mm. gossiping. So I, I, yeah, it's just, yeah, you set the tone when you start doing that and it just gets kind of ugly between the group. 
And then sometimes though, if a person is close and they're in one of their modes, you know, where something happened to them and they're all offended and they're, and of course, you know, you're coming from a place of neutrality, you don't even know what's going on. You just know someone's being slammed. That's not the place perhaps again, to try to be, you know, the Dalai Mm -hmm. Lama wisdom, right? (laughs) So they don't want to hear it. So how do you just, do you just say nothing like, okay, well, I hope you're going to feel better. Or you just change the subject and yeah, how, how, do, you how do you guys move out of it? Because if that person's riled up and you don't want to cause, you don't want that person to be bad at you now because they're in a frenzy, yeah. right? I mean, we've, it's, what do you do? Squirrel, squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if they need to vent, you know, if this is something that's happened to them and, and you need to hold space while they vent, um, you know, you can do that without, again, what would, without adding to it, just really listening to them. And, yeah. you know, I'll listen to people and be like, that sucks. I'm so sorry. That sucks. And, you know, you're agreeing with them, right. but you're not going to add to, oh, I know, because she did this right. the last week, you know, it's like, no, but uh, that sucks. I so know, you're validating their, their emotions yeah. and supporting yeah. them. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, and, and I'll even say, I, I, I get what you're saying because I've had that experience with them too. And I'm sorry that, that sucks. Like I say, I do use the word that sucks a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm validating them, but I'm not, and, 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 and you know, I think we all know this doesn't mean that I do this a hundred percent of the, the time. time. <laughs> I think we all know me well enough, but, um, to a greater extent, and it's such a valuable lesson because I'll see someone, yes. I'll see someone get worked up. And, you know, it's kind of like when you're in the car with someone and you're, you're driving and you get cut off, you get angry. But if you're in the passenger seat, you're like, oh, know, you're not you know, it's not <laughs> personal. Yes. And yes. so it's so valuable when I see someone, especially if they're dealing with, let's say, a common friend or whatever, or, or coworker or whatever, and you totally get why they're enraged. You totally understand. But when you see it and it's not you personally, you realize kind of how trivial it all is because you're not attached to it and so there is this sort of like gosh okay let's try that when it is me going through this experiencing with that person I want to hold on to this feeling of not taking it personally so it's a neat little exercise it's I don't know it's it's an interesting it's you know judgments it, it can be a gift you can use it to stretch yourself in terms of truly feeling compassion you know, truly, and in order for me to truly feel compassion, I first have to go through my honest feelings about the person or the situation and then come to the other side of it. So I use words like, um, that must've been really hard for you, you know, that's good. Yeah. And then they, then it gets them more on like how they're feeling instead of how they're feeling about the situation as opposed to the person itself. Right. Right. I like that. It pulls the energy away from the, who did it to why is this coming up without even them realizing they're working through it. They're just, just for themselves processing that information. Well, there's nothing worse than being, I think we, I I imagine you both have been in it too, where if something did get you mad um, and you're in a a situation where you want to blame and judge, and then someone has the nerd, a nerve, a friend, most of the time, family member to then tell you, what about, you know, everything you've learned? Sounds Where's personal, your Stephanie, where yeah, exactly. is that coming yeah. from? Well, I had, I mean, no, I've had that and, I, and I, I just, it's so not helpful. So that's why I always remind myself, that's not the time to give it to someone who's in, again, their frantic mode. What you need is support at that time. You need to be, you know, held and then walked off the ledge, as they say, carefully, you know, guided away from the anger or the situation. Um, with again, compassion, not expectation. And, oh, you know, what have you learned? Uh, you know, you should never, you're supposed to never have uh, moments of uh, judgment or ire or what have you again. It's like, please, if Jesus can throw down in a temple, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm better than Jesus. So, you know, I'm going to lose my temper. But um, I had a, a dear, dear friend just the other month, I was telling her, you know, I'm really struggling with forgiveness with this family member mm. and i love her but she said really you're but you're spiritual and i just thought mm. yeah. yeah and i didn't say anything right I was like, yeah uh-huh but there's that common misconception it if is you're spiritual you yes. forgive everybody 
No. And you don't get mad. It's like Oprah. Forgiveness for you. Judge. Forgiveness for you. Forgiveness for you. <laughs> right. You know, you I get mean, forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. No, no one expects a, a person doing the work to practice like you would any profession. You have to keep practicing until you get good at it. And you're never, yeah. you're never done learning. Right. So, I mean, we're human. Why? It's just, that's, that's really, it's so unhelpful. And it's, it really you is. know, to have that expectation put on us. And it's also, you know, uh, counteractive is or intuitive, counterintuitive, scratch that word, counterproductive. There we go. When we do it to another person too, don't expect, right? This is not the time again for us to uh, try to use uh, our, our quotes and our, our memes of everything we've read on a, a book title to give it to someone, expect them to know what, what, what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is oh the time goodness. to hold space. Um, it is and that's a good thing yeah, and what empathy, a, you know? empathy for for people judge and, and and again bring it back to how it used to be remember that place of when we were caught up in it and realize that it's a hundred percent not coming for love right so we got to understand that this person's in a place that something's coming up for them what it why does judging another person is a lifestyle let's just say a lifestyle why does it bring it's not joy when they're judging. I guess it brings us again, it just reiterates that we must be right because they're wrong, right? Mm -hmm. If that person is doing something in their life that we deem wrong, it tells us that what we're doing is right, right? I guess it's our story. You know, uh, uh, touching on that, I had a really profound experience a few years ago. You know that show, what was it? with the sister wives, like the one guy and he mm -hmm. marries mm -hmm. all the reality. Yes. I could mm -hmm. never understand why people were against gay marriage. It was like, who, if mm -hmm. you want to get married, you get married. It, what does that have to do with you? But that concept of polygamy, mm -hmm. oh, I was just infuriated. I didn't mm -hmm. want them to have a show because it's just like, it's, it's normalizing. You know, and I, I obviously I didn't watch the show. I just, you know, knew of it, live and let live, but there was just seething underneath. And then finally one day I uh, thought to look at that. And I just thought, because it scares me because I'm mm. all about women's rights. And that mm. to me is undermining it. Mm. And so I thought, God, this is not about, wow. this yes. is not about love and marriage for me. I, I, if they want to do that, do that. It's because I felt threatened. And once I thought, you know, I'm not threatened. They are not trying to threaten anybody. Um, like let go of the fear and all of a sudden I could just it's still not something I agree with it's not something I would ever do but I don't if you want to do that and you're consenting adults and you haven't been brainwashed into anything and that goes for any relationship then and you're both consenting adults I will never not agree with that part um, then live and let live you know and it, but so but I was able to come now from a place of compassion for people who have a problem with gay marriage because i was having the same emotions but about polygamy and i thought oh oh i get it i'm still never gonna condone people being cruel or, or you know it's like okay i get it i can i can relate to you tangentially um but it was really profound. And, and that's where judgment can open the door to some wisdom. Oh, absolutely. That was, that was a great example. Almost makes me want to go ahead and ask Heather because uh, to, to, to maybe give an example of something that she was able to work through on a judgment because see how, what that was, that's so interesting for anyone listening on how you had this judgment that, mm -hmm existed in your belief system again was not affecting you it wasn't affecting at you at all but it really had you seething but when you explored it you found the root of it and that is just so and then it releases doesn't it at that point it's like i care less you know it's not my business yeah. um and and it's freeing it's mm -hmm. just it's that's so wonderful that's really good angela we like that thank you heather have you had anything that popped up like where you were able to uh release on a judgment call? That, you know, um, it just, mine is more, not that I can think off the top of my mm -hmm. head. What comes to mind is just seeing the, the structure of it, I guess you call, what, what do I call this? Um, it's just, um, 
I can see it when it happens, when it goes into play, like mm-hmm. it, you start feeding off each other and you just start seeing the, um, like the sequence of it, or, you know, just kind of like that. That's, that's where I start seeing things. The, I forget the name of it. Um, but anyways, so not, not that I can think of the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just, just the patterns. That's it. That's the word. Yeah. I, I'm able to see more patterns and stuff and it's easier for me to pick up that way and then be like, Ooh, and explore it. And then, you know, it, and then yeah. you're aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. But because you can set the tone once you start, once I start figuring out what the pattern is to something, and then I can set the tone to kind of change it. So that's how, that's how I see it. Hmm. Do you think in a case like if it's an observation of me for you, so here's an example, maybe you can help, we can explore, and then maybe you can give a definition of how you would see it. So from an observation of you, you're very concerned about other people. Um, When you're talking about gossiping, you were, you know, you're, you're coming from a place of you want to protect a person whose name and character is being, you know, uh, slandered or, you know, um, uh, you know, whatever, maliciously spoken of. And you don't like that. You're not going to partake in it. So that's something that, that, you know, exists in you, that you stand up for other people's, um, you know, not rights, other people's characters. You don't want to partake in it. So how does, knowing that that exists in you, how does that keep you from then going into the deep end, right? Of anyone that talks about anyone else, how do you not fall into that judgment? If you're always thinking about, you know, the other person who's being talked about, like, I don't want to call that person a victim. So if someone's talking gossip, you're worried about the person who's being gossiped about, and then you're putting all your energy on worrying about that person who's being gossiped about, is it not, how do you not get then mad at the person who's gossiping for the judgment? You know, it's a, it's, it, it's just like you say, a vicious circle. How, how do you not fall into, oh, great. Now I am a place of judgment like that other person is. How do you break it for yourself? Well, it depends where you're at. I mean, mm. you can walk away and being like, well, I don't know if it's that for me. I just say for me, you start putting it mm-hmm. for me. That's not, that's not something. It, it all depends where you're at. Like either you can walk away from the whole entire situation. Like you're like, oh, you know what? It's not cool. You don't have to say anything. Sometimes n- not saying anything is a, is a whole, is saying something. Yeah. Answer enough. Right. I'm just walking away or um, it all depends if you start talking about the person and then all of a sudden you're finding yourself in this loop of, feeding off each other and then you're like you know what you can you can say I'm not okay with with talking about the other person like this you know what I mean you don't have to go to anybody's Mm -hmm. defense because I think that's what people are are scared of the most is 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 just saying I'm not comfortable talking this way Mm -hmm. I think that's what people are scared Mm -hmm. the most of Mm -hmm. because they're putting their feelings out there. Cause what happens is, well, I just said this and you know what they're, they're, they're being there. People are so hard. They don't want to be vulnerable. And I think that's what triggers the most in people is that vulnerability of putting that out there. I'm not comfortable talking like this. Cause then you fear being judged again. Like exactly. Right. Then it's the, okay, you're, you're judging yourself. Now. Yeah. Right. I'm right. being vulnerable right now to you. And I'm going to say honest. And that's I'm not sad. comfortable. Yeah. But is that's true though, right? It's it's sometimes a lot of times we can't really be ourselves in the way we would like to be because we're worried about how that's going to be received. Right. Right. But that's a human thing. Because you wind up putting it on the other person. Yes. You kind of, right? You're like, so then you're worried oh, about you're gonna their wind up emotions you. You're already making a story yeah. for yourself and yeah. talking yourself out of it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I worry always tiptoe. about you know being the people pleaser. Mm. I worry about hurting their feelings. Yeah. Well, you know, the person who's yeah. gossiping. Who's, who's gossiping, yeah. right? Right. I don't you're trying, you're trying not to exactly. ask Heather. She's trying to protect the person who's being gossiped about, but if she would I wouldn't people, be protecting the be, other right. person though. No, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't that no, you because okay. because the person saying something, uh-huh. it has nothing to do about the person that they're talking about. You know, like we said, uh-huh. it all has to do with them that they're talking about. And 
I'll say to myself in my head, I'll say, I'll say, this is just where they're at in the path where they want to learn from a soul spiritual level. This is where they're at. And it's not for me to say boo on you, you know, but where do you draw your line? Where do you draw your line in the sand for your, for your, for your own personal boundaries? You know what I mean? Yeah, your authenticity. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, that's sometimes I struggle. Well, sometimes I struggle with that. Um, but I'll, 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 I'll be, able, I'll try to change the conversation. Yeah. But I, I don't blame them for it. What's that? Yeah. I think that's the key. It's just changing the conversation. Mm-hmm. And also you know, there's the, what about if it's not gossiping, but what about, you know, humor plays a fact in that too. And Angela as a still comedian, uh, <laughs> what if your humor is taken Offensive? as right or someone else's and you just, it's just funny, but because we're all coming from the place of judging everything and what's politically correct and we don't know each other's triggers or some old past stuff you know, that becomes another tiptoeing around landmines where sometimes you just, you're coming from a place of this is funny and you're not aware of all the baggage is attached to, but a person uh, says nothing. So have you done that to someone else too? Now I'm not talking about any kind of real serious jokes. You're not talking, you know, uh, anything politically incorrect. I'm just talking about maybe I don't know. That's a tough well, one. I'm sure I comics, have. comics are having problems nowadays, right? Because they're thinking yeah. they can't say anything and they just want to make people laugh, but we're all so worried about what's right, what's wrong. I don't know. I mean, is that a case yeah. of, are we, is that too sensitive? Is that judging? What is this that we've wound ourselves I, into? For me, you know, um, I, because I do think comics should be able to express themselves and we are very 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 sensitive right now but i also think it's a natural aggression because we've dealt with millennia of people being Mm -hmm. silenced and we need everybody needs to be heard before they're willing to listen so yeah there are times where i just roll my eyes and i think oh come on folks you know that was not what was intended um you know i have a uh co-worker who if you were to say okay guys she would be offended well you can't say guys can't say guys so all right I'm going to try to remember that it's hard because it's it's natural um but I'm going to try and I do I try my best and I tell other people try to say um everybody or ladies and gentlemen because that just that triggers her and yeah there's an element of rolling my eyes because that doesn't do it for me that does not trigger me but you call me girl with the wrong context and I know what you're saying, I will cut you. <laughs> you know, like, I love my boss. He is like an older brother. And when I was first working with him, he used to work in the music industry and he was talking to a client who's also in the music industry. And as they were leaving, I heard him say, yeah, no, no, I'll have my girl call yours. And I waited till the door closed. And I said, is Katie coming in? He's like, what do you mean? I said, because I don't know who you're talking about, your girl. I'm assuming your daughter's going to do this because I'm not calling anybody. And he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. It's old. Habit. I said, I don't care where it came from. It's not going to happen again, right? And it was just like, we're not, we're not doing it. But, you know, so I can use that moment to relate to when somebody says, I don't want you to say guys, because she comes from a culture where it really is all just about men it's you know women are sidelined so it's like okay so I think in terms of comics I can see both sides I can see this is people generationally who have been down and kept silent and they have been saying it's not funny to them for a long time and a lot of comics you know old white men now uh oh I'm just joking sorry it's how it's what we learn in HR right now. It doesn't matter what your intention was. It matters how it's perceived. There is a, that's a flawed it's a law way. or yeah. rule, yeah. but at this time mm. in history, I think it's necessary. We can't, it's been millennia that everybody's been silenced and we're upset because of the past 20 years, maybe like get a grip on, you know, the time difference. So I do feel 
as more people are being heard, genuinely heard, it will calm down and we can go back to having our eyes roll and it's like, come on, you're being oversensitive. But I think there's always going to be a nuance now of, of really paying attention. Am I offending you? Okay. Then I, I'm truly sorry. I did not mean that. And then accepting someone's apology and not canceling them because they made one joke that you didn't like. So I have managed to answer all around the question. <laughs> you know, the reason I brought up too, and you did, that's fine. And I appreciate that. Um, the reason I brought, because when I started doing this, you know, real deep spiritual work, I really felt like I was, I wasn't going to be able to be funny anymore. I mean, I thought I always was, but maybe I never was, but attached to that was perhaps, um, you know, sarcasm and a forked tongue kind of humor. And I thought, well, if you're going to do the spiritual work, right, we're talking about coming from a place of compassion, not judging, not gossiping. A lot of my humor was based on those kind of things. I was, I thought I was the Joan Rivers of the family. That's what I deem myself. And Joan Rivers got away with it. Why couldn't I? Um, so I really didn't think I could have humor and spiritual work in the same place. And so um, that was a hard thing to work through because I, for myself, did not know how to be funny without taking someone down. Right. And, but that's the way, that's what I learned. I was, um, I was around um, funny uncles when I was growing up who would get together with my grandma and play cards and they would just slam each other. Everyone just, and I use the word slam, but, but it was just, you, you zapped people you roast so them. that you wouldn't get yeah. roasting. Right. So that, and, and you definitely wanted to be the loudest, the funniest so that no one could touch you. It was self-preservation. Right. So the, the more you zapped other people, the, the more protected you were, no one's going to go after you. Cause you, you're going to really, you know, get them uncomfortable. Um, and so I hate, I don't want to be like you were talking about. I don't want to be that person who can't appreciate a good joke or judges something. Oh, that's not right. I don't want to be that person either. So I've yeah. had to learn to, I don't know, but, but, it, but your spiritual self makes you become more aware. Like again, going to Heather, we don't want to get people who are not even there to get a joke made about them, you know, out of nothing. Where's this coming from? But at the same time, what if someone just says a funny line and it's funny? I don't know. I, I've had a, a hard time in trying to meet that. And I think it is the hidden context, mm -hmm. the ultimate agenda yeah. of the comment. Because, mm. you know, people can make fun of races or nationalities and there's a kindness and a sweetness to it's not it's laughing at something, everybody, and you, you know, like, oh, gosh, I wish I had an example, but you know, you can say something and we'll laugh because, oh, that's true. We do that, you know, and then there's the other jokes that are meant to make you feel less than, yeah. you know, some jokes call out differences in order to unify everybody. And some are calling out differences to sh put you in your place. Right. Right. Like, like one joke I, I have with, um, Brian since he's Filipino. So and bless my partner's heart and time. I just Brian's running on Filipino time. So and that's just a standing <laughs> joke that we have. Yeah. And <laughs> it's he comes from a culture. Yeah, it comes from a culture that's a society based, not time based. So yeah. So yeah. And that's not to put him in his place. It's just like we're running on Filipino time. observation with a little dab of humor mm -hmm. versus an attack, and especially, um, you know, for many generations, people were made fun of for characteristics, right? The people right. with the big nose, the, you know, the kinky curly hair, uh, or everyone else said straight, or being chubby, or being skinny. Breakfast at Tiffany's, being... we know, oh. like, yeah, Holly Gold, Holly Gold, right? We, you're oh. making too oh. much noise oh. from Andy Rooney, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, that's not, yeah, oh, so, uh, you know, you yeah, can... and look at a show like fresh off the boat and they're, they're jokes that are observational and they're not, they're celebrating the, you know, but it's still funny versus that awful Andy thing. It's like, <laughs> there's, there's, there's a difference. And I think it's, it's like, I always tell my husband, read the room, read the room. Like, and Who's if gonna you're going to go see a comic, you know, okay. So recently I just, point, saw, mm -hmm. I just saw, I just saw, Dave Chappelle show in Hollywood, the one where he got oh. jumped. Oh, wow. Did you, you were there? Yeah, I was there. Oh my, goodness. oh my gosh. 
<laughs> so I, I know what's going to be coming. You know what? Right, I am not. Right. Okay. Good point. If you know that you're going to be in a situation, like I'm not going to have my guns blowing going, boo. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, you know, so, but that is so important. Heather. I love him. And some of them I'm like, no, nope, too far. That one's not for me, but so many of his, so much of his stuff is funny. And then what's not for me, it's just, nope, that one didn't right. You won't, you won't laugh, but yeah. like, that's a, such a good point. So or I'll grow and I'll be you like, can oh. be, you can be spiritual, yeah. you can be compassionate, but you can also have fun. If it doesn't resonate with you, then you don't laugh at that, but we're not going to a place of Deja Pal is a horrible exactly. person because he said that yeah. I'm going to be entertained. It's going to be hit and miss all over the place but I'm not going to come in with my kumbaya attitude, you know, because then, then don't go to a, a, a comedian, you know, right. He's someone who's going to have, as far as I can tell, the same rule for people telling jokes at him. He's not going to be like, cancel, cancel, you know, yeah. he's going to yeah. give the benefit of the doubt. And I think that's, if you're going to give, you need to be able to take, you know, or yeah. get, mm-hmm. give as good as you get. Um, yeah, if you're going to go to a comedian, don't think that some things won't be outside your boundaries of comfort. You know, this yeah. is what they're paid to do. And I know, I know in the beginning when I was super sensitive, you know, listeners, if there's somebody that needs to hear this, because that just came in, I was like, oh, somebody needs to hear this. So if you're new on your path and it you feel super raw or you just, people are triggering you, triggering you right and left just kind of step away, say, I need this time for myself. It has nothing to do with you. That's what I had to do. I had to go in my back cave for months. I couldn't watch TV. I had to step away from the TV. The TV was even annoying me. Just who was ever coming up. I just, it was too much. So I just needed to go within and just be with myself. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Let the people around, you know, like, Hey, I, I just need a little bit of time to myself and people can appreciate that, especially after the pandemic. So, so whoever needs to hear this, it's okay to separate yourself for a little bit. Not as not just don't go down that rabbit hole of like never wanting to come back out again. But if you're super sensitive right now, it's okay to be in your back cave. And to your point, it's okay to communicate that. Usually what I'll say is, you know what? I'm just really thin skinned today. And everything's getting to me. I, I've lost my sense of humor. Like I need mean, to do that over the yourself. weekend. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'm just okay. like, I, I, I'm taking things too personally okay. and mm. I just need to go. Mm-hmm. And I know myself and then people who know yeah. me, know me. I'm an introvert. I recharge by being alone. That's how I get my sense of humor back. So if you're just honest and yeah, take responsibility for it. It's not, you're mm-hmm. really just pushing all my butt. It's like, no, I'm really thin skinned today. And I just can't find the humor in anything. I need to, I need to just go and recharge. I had to do that over this weekend. My mom was constantly just like, she just wanted to, the TV was loud and it was, she's just like on me about something. And I was just like, you need to leave me alone for a hot second right now, because I am super sensitive. Just like, I, do, I, I just want to be left alone right now. Just can you leave me alone for about the next 30 minutes? Because I feel like, yeah, just, just leave me alone. Yeah. Again, okay, another perfect example of when we are, and again, you guys be careful with that. I just, how about this? Just, we got to be careful not to get on our spiritual high horse, right? Yeah. So the other people don't, if they're not doing this, the, the same kind of work, then we've got to put it and understand their side more than we understand just only ours, right? Because they're coming from a place of only understanding their side because they're not doing the work, which evaluates everything. So it's responsibility of looking at both sides. You know what you needed, you said it, and then you're not judging her because you know, you don't expect that she's going to maybe fully understand. Well, yeah, she didn't fully understand. She got a little butt hurt, but I mean, like, Hey, just like, like, I I don't want to snap at you. Just leave me alone for a second. And that again was a place of you didn't go into that place of judgment. No, you just went in that place of compassion for yourself, what you needed and Mm -hmm. and allowed her to, you know, be her. So beautiful, Heather. And that's that's wonderful. Something that I use for the people in my life who, you know, aren't on the spiritual path. um, And they're amazing people. And I often think, wow, 
you can be that amazing and for the most part compassionate uh, when they're not being uber liberal, <laughs> um, for the most part being compassionate. And you are able to do that without spiritual work. That's you're a pretty incredible person because I, you know, my stuff came or was augmented by my spiritual work. And, you know, it just sort of puts an appreciation into, it's like someone who is a really good person and they're an atheist. So, you know, they're a good person because there's no fear keeping them in line, right? Um, so one thing that helps me admire people who aren't on the spiritual path and they're still good people, it's like, wow, you're able to just do that just because of naturally who you are. That's pretty incredible. So that just popped into my head. I thought I'd share that as a way of, I don't know, not getting on your high horse and thinking, oh, if only they were on their spiritual yeah. path. Right. We're all on our spiritual path. It's absolutely. Just, uh, whether, whether you call it that or not, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but that you're just recognizing the beauty in other people, regardless of how they get there. You know what, he, this reminds me of something that Amujam said that I told somebody recently, and it was, um, you relinquish that hold on that person from judging them, but it was, it was to the context of you trust their higher self, you trust their team to get them where they're going. So if you just let them be on their spiritual path, you know, just just trust that their team has them trust that their higher self knows what they're doing more than you do. Yeah. And that's, but I love what you said. Um, I, I relinquishing control to their higher selves. Who are yeah. Because you know, for a reason. Yeah. we want to help people on their path and be like, no, you don't want to think that way. You know what? It's okay. Their spiritual higher self has them. Their team has them trust that. And that's what I've been doing a lot lately. And I was like, you know what? Our team's got them, and that's where I lay with that. I mean, our team's got us to where we are, right? Exactly. So trust in that their team has it to them. A hot mess I was in my 20s. You want to think, what <laughs> a woman people are going to go to for advice? Yeah. <laughs> You did the best you can with what you knew back then, right? And and if you didn't have that journey, you wouldn't have that insight that you have to now, right? Uh, exactly. Such a, a beautiful um wealth of knowledge for you to reflect back on and to see the contrast right so uh, if you didn't have the stormy skies how could you appreciate the blue you cannot lead where you will not go exactly. wait, wait 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 back it you cannot leave where you will not no, you go cannot okay. lead. lead where you will not go where okay you, you cannot go. lead where you will not go that's beautiful i think with that yeah. ladies yeah. that's all the time that we have well, listeners, we like to thank you so much for tuning in and listening to our podcast. We hope you're able to find the healing magic within. Thank you for listening to us on the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. Remember, when we open ourselves to healing, we positively affect our environment. This podcast represents the opinion of the three intuitive healers and their guests to the show. The content should not be taken as medical or psychological advice and is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Each person is unique, so please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we share is accurate, no guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made in this podcast.